The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. 23 Habits of Good Property Investors versus Bad Property Investors. Reliability over risk. Let me tell you this. A 90% chance of a 10% profit is miles better than a 10% chance of a 90% profit. Yes, you might be able to make a £90,000 profit. You might, but you probably will be able to make a guaranteed £10,000 profit. So there's either a small chance to make a lot of money or a big chance of making a bit of money. What do you think a good property investor will go for? Bearing in mind, rule number one is make profit. So go for those 90 percenters. Those are the ones that are guaranteed to make you profit year in, year out. A lot of bad investors will risk more and lose more, more often, because they're continually chasing those big dream property investments that very rarely come off, very rarely become available. And you end up losing money because your money's just sat in the bank doing nothing. And in fact, that £10,000 is not going up with inflation. So that £10,000 today is not worth the same £10,000 in two years time because cost of living has gone up. Everything's gone up. But your £10,000 is still 10000 still the same number. Good property investors will minimise their risk in order to make profit. They'll try to get as close to a guaranteed profit as possible by understanding what the risk is, calculating that risk, and then putting protective measures in place to ensure those risks will always be there, yes, but they a good property investor will ensure that they're prepared for that risk. Outsource over DIY. Outsource over do-it-yourself. A good property investor will never take on liability for things like maintenance and repairs and compliance and legislation. A good property investor is not normally an expert in lettings, legislation, property investing, law, all of those things. So a good property investor will normally outsource the jobs that they are not expert or qualified to do so that the job gets done properly. There are so many bad property investors that will just try and do the job themselves to save a few quid and end up just doing an odd job, end up just doing a that'll do type job. And the job is never done properly. And this is your investment. This is your investment property. You should be looking after it as best as you can. Otherwise, you'll only pay for it down the line, whether that's in further repairs and maintenance or in fines or penalties or whatever. A good property investor will hang on to their time. They'll save their time. They won't use 
their own time in order to try and save some money on jobs, maintenance, repairs, and so on. Don't be illusioned by the fact that you're doing these things yourself. Don't be under the illusion that by doing these things yourself, you're making more profit. You really aren't because profit isn't just about money. Profit's about money, time, energy, mental health, it all goes in together because what's the point in making a bit of extra profit if you're sacrificing your time for it? And believe me, when you are at the end of your time on this earth, you will not look back and wish that you'd spent more time working. You will not wish you had more time now so that you can work more. I promise you, you'll look back and wish you had more time for friends and family and more time for yourself. So why sacrifice it now just to make a little bit of extra money? The best property investors on the planet, they do not sacrifice their time and they still make profit. Delegate over take on. Human automation is one of a good property investor's best tools. Give everybody their roles and give them their approval levels. If you use a letting agent, let them know what they can approve. If there's a job that's less than 100 quid, do you need to be bothered by it? If it's got to be done, let the letting agent get on with it. In my properties, I allow the letting agent to just carry on with all jobs if they have to be done. The only time they come to me is when the rent doesn't cover the job or doesn't cover the amount that's got to be paid. It's very, very, very rare. But it means that you keep your time, you get your profit at the end of each month, and the letting agent can just carry on with it. The letting agent will not just make jobs up. That would be suicide. The tenant will have to approve it. You would have to see invoices. You would have to see the deductions from the rent. And then if you discovered something, the letting agent would be seriously penalized. Don't overanalyze every single action. You'll find the best property investors around will not dig in and argue with every single little thing that the letting agent or the tenant or anybody or any contractor, the electrician, the plumber, will not overanalyze every single thing they do. The good property investors don't sweat the small stuff. It's like any investment. If you've invested money in Apple, for an example, or Microsoft or Google or something like that, and one month they make a bit less profit than normal, well, you're not going to go and analyze everything they're doing and start investigating their business, Mr. and Mrs. Investor. It just means that that month you made a bit less profit. Next month, you'll probably be back to normal, but there's no need for you to sweat it. The first thought you should have as a good property investor is who can do this for me? And then a better thought that all of the top property investors around, they follow that thought with... How can I automate this from now on? Automated over manual. The best property investors around will use technology and software and apps in order to systemize and automate the entire lettings and landlording process. There is software out there right now that will take care of your tax and accounting, take care of rent collection, all of your invoicing, your contractors, phones, everything. And the real property investors will connect their tenants with the right people 
in order to bypass their own involvement. For an example, if a tenant is connected with the contractors, maybe via WhatsApp, messenger, text, email, via a piece of software, an app, whatever it may be, the tenant can go direct to the contractor to report maintenance issues. And if the contractor feels that this is not a normal maintenance issue, not a normal repair, they can contact you. But nine times out of 10, a tenant will report an issue which is an actual issue. So the contractor can react to it, the contractor can inform you, you can even decide whether you want to approve it or not. But the best property investors in the world, they do not use their own time. They are not middlemen, they are not letting agents. And the best property investors around, they use people to supply information to them rather than them going out to get the information from people. My mortgage advisor comes to me to tell me that it's time to refinance. My solicitor comes to me and says, this is what you need to sign, this is what you need to do. My letting agents come to me when there's something that I've got to do rather than me going to them and finding out when's my gas safety certificate due, when's my EPC due, when's my EICR due, when's my tenancy up for renewal. The best property investors in the world will tell the people that are involved in their investment to bring the information to them. And then you can add to that an approval level. My mortgage advisor is approved to just carry on and refinance. Now, yes, I still have to approve the completion of that, but my mortgage advisor will carry on and start the process for me. I don't have to keep my finger on the pulse in order to inform him to carry on. Accept over argue. Good property investors will spend less time arguing things. If you think about every single minute of your day is worth money, you will spend less time arguing because it all costs money. You don't want to be spending your money on an argument. You want to be spending your money on making more money. So the best property investors spend less time arguing and use their time more productively. The best property investors will provide approval levels to all people that are involved in their investment. Letting agents, mortgage advisors, accountants, tax advisors, solicitors, whatever it may be, those people should be given approval levels so they can get on with their job, leaving you more of your time. Bad property investors will argue every single action. They will dig deep into every single thing that costs them money. And that unfortunately is a trait of a bad property investor. They all think I would have done it differently. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the bad investor thinks they could have done it better. It just means that they didn't want to spend money. They don't want to have this £25 going out. They don't want to have that £75 going out. So what they do is they argue and they criticise and they try to avoid even though it's got to be done. And then what ends up happening is you pay for it anyway, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, but you've also wasted an hour of your time writing out a big long email and you've wasted an hour of your time arguing with people over the phone. I've seen so many bad property investors arguing, arguing, arguing with multiple contractors just to try and shave 50 quid off of a bill. Well, inevitably you lose because you might save 50 quid, but you've used up a ton of your time. You've irritated the contractor. You've reduced your relationship with that contractor as well, which means that they're less likely to be motivated to help you in the future. Experts will always know best. 
Whether you agree with them or not is different, and that's person to person. An expert will know what to do, and if it costs you money, then that will trigger a reluctance, an emotional resistance in you, and that will be dependent on your personality and your upbringing, of course. But if it's going to cost money, then you normally find that the bad property investors will start criticizing and attacking and arguing the experts, even though the experts normally know what they're doing. Good property investors would surround themselves with the people that are able to create more money, are able to create more time for the good property investors. People that are able to take the role away from the property investor in order to maximize the property investor's time, which in turn, maximizes the property investor's money. Make mistakes over make excuses. Believe it or not, making mistakes is the way we learn quickest. A mistake is inevitable. You're always going to make a mistake. And guess what? This is a piece of breaking news. Everybody makes mistakes because everybody gets things wrong from time to time. Good property investors will accept a mistake and they will focus on not just the solution, but they will focus on prevention. A good property investor will focus on prevention and the solution. Don't just adjust. A good property investor will adjust to the lessons that come from those mistakes. They'll make adjustments for the future in order to prevent and fix those problems. But a bad property investor allows ego to get in the way. And by the way, ego is a bit of a taboo term at the moment. It's not an insult if your ego gets in the way of your productivity, because everybody has things that they're dealing with in their personalities. Everybody has things that trigger them and make them angry and sad and frustrated. A lot of bad property investors allow the ego to take over. I must be right. You must be wrong. I must put some effort into making you aware that you're wrong. Or I must put the effort into making you aware that I'm right. Even though it gets you nowhere, it doesn't get you anywhere. The best property investors accept a mistake. Doesn't matter who caused it. They accept a mistake. It's a thing. A mistake is an object that needs to be solved. And then the best property investors accept the mistake and they focus on the solution and they focus on prevention. A bad property investor does not accept that a mistake is there. They have to put the mistake onto somebody. They cannot physically allow themselves to have made a mistake, they have to blame. Even though everybody makes mistakes, bad property investors have to blame something or someone. Brexit, recession, property price crash, tenants, letting agents. It's somebody's fault. But good property investors don't do that. Good property investors, doesn't matter whose fault it was, they accept a mistake and they focus on the solution and they focus on prevention. Simple. Asset over liability. A good property investor will have the mentality that an asset does not cost money. It does not cost time or energy or mental health. It doesn't cost any of those things. Because what's the point in making profit from property if you've got no time, no energy, and your stress is up here? There's no point. You can't enjoy it. An asset works. It never costs. 
the asset works, not the investor. And the asset should always support its own costs and it should make profit on top. That's what an asset is for. Anything that does not do that is a liability. Anything that costs you money is a liability. Now, liabilities are fine as long as the assets pay for it. So if you want to take on an expensive lease car, then make sure you invest your money in assets to pay for it. Simple. All right, that's an extreme example, but you get what I mean. Liabilities are absolutely fine and everybody's got liabilities, but smart and good property investors will always make sure that their assets support their liabilities and they get profit on top. Bad property investors take on liabilities and they never grow. They maybe don't charge market value rent because they're scared of losing a tenant. Maybe they don't carry out work on a property because they don't want to spend the money, but they don't think, well, I could I could improve that kitchen and increase the rent by 25 quid to pay for that improvement. Those sorts of things are what bad property investors do, whereas good property investors see investments, assets, liabilities. Consume content over criticize content. A good property investor will learn as much as possible from other property investors, from property experts, anything where they can get opinions and advice and tips and they can learn about other people's experiences, their successes, their failures, their wins, their losses. All of those things are good property investor traits to go out and understand those things and see where they can learn. Because it's not just an investment of money. You have to learn how to invest, how to grow, how to build, and how to repeat. Most importantly, you've got to repeat the process. If you want to make money, then you have to make money grow. Bad property investors will spend their efforts criticizing content you know, phrases like, oh, money makes money and oh, the rich just get richer. Well, yeah, of course the rich get richer. Good property investors keep making money, keep investing in good property and keep growing. Whereas bad property investors believe that it won't work for me. I've never got the opportunities. I haven't got the time. I haven't got the money. It's not real. Those properties don't exist. I can't go and find those properties. That's what a bad property investor believes. Investment over chore. A good property investor believes that their investment does not take up their time. In fact, a good property investor will arrange their entire investment in order not to take up their time. It's not hard work. You don't have to put hour after hour after hour into your property investment. You don't have to look after the investment yourself. There are people and companies and suppliers and contractors and partners that are better placed to do those things for you. So when you get a phone call from your tenant, a bad property investor will, will look at that call and go, oh, and, yeah, okay, I'll sort it, you know. And it's a chore. Whereas a good property investor will take that call from the tenant and immediately delegate it, immediately outsource it. An even better property investor will have that whole thing automated where the tenant contacts the contractor directly. It's the job of the property investor to look after the investment, to nurture the investment, to continue to grow it, to make it make more money. Because believe it or not, Mr. and Mrs. Property Investor, you are entitled to make profit. In fact, it's your duty to make profit. A bad property investor 
will always begrudge spending money. They see it as another chore. Oh, I've got to get another plumber out because the boiler's gone off. It's part of maintaining and repairing your investment, just like you do with your car. If your car goes wrong, you fix it quickly because you want it. Proactive over reactive. A good property investor will always continually invest in their investment. Now, I don't mean they're going to lose money, but they will invest. The key is in the word invest. If you're going to replace a kitchen, how is that going to affect the rent that you're going to get back? How quickly will that £2,000 that you spent on a kitchen come back to you in increased rent? A good property investor will always be looking for opportunities to grow and optimize their investment, reduce expenditure. Maybe you could look at portfolio insurance, portfolio mortgage deals. They're all available for you to optimize your profit. And that's what it's all about. There's no point investing if you're not going to make profit. A bad property investor will see all of those things as problems, fighting fires. Oh, I've got to replace a carpet. Oh, I've got to replace a window. Oh, I've got to get this back door fixed. All of that is part and parcel of investing in property. There is no such thing as a zero work, zero money property investment. You always have to spend money. You always have to do work. Now, I'm not saying you have to go and fix those things. You don't have to replace the carpet, fix the door, fix the window, but it will always need to be done. There is always effort and money involved in property investing. A good property investor is always proactively learning, proactively, not reactively, not when you get a letter through the door saying that you've been fined £5,000 because you haven't got the correct EPC or your properties failed the HHSRS check from the council. They proactively check those things to make sure that they are protected. And that's a key word, protection. A good property investor would never leave it all to the last minute, whereas a bad property investor will let things lapse and wait until they're told off and then get things fixed. And then they've got a rush to catch up on these things. EICRs is a perfect example. When the electrical installation condition report came into, into force, there were so many landlords that hadn't done anything about it that then tried to rush to catch up but all the electricians were booked up. Problems. That's what bad property investors see. They leave things to the last minute. They don't act proactively. They act reactively. Get things done before you need to get things done. Mind over matter. A good property investor understands that it's just another problem which needs just another solution and will focus all of their efforts on what can be done rather than what can't be done. A bad property investor will focus on the things that they can't control. They'll continue complaining about things that are outside their control, recessions, market crashes, Brexit, pandemics, all of those things. A bad property investor will continually blame those things, whereas a good property investor will focus on what they can control. I can't control the recession, but what I can do is focus on what I can control around that recession in my little world. A good property investor will focus on the solution first. A bad property investor will focus on the problem first. So if you focus on the solution first, you fix the problem and then 
you can look at the problem and work out what went wrong. How can I stop that from happening again? What can I learn from that problem? A good property investor prepares for the worst and then gets more benefit when it doesn't happen, when the worst case doesn't happen. So for an example, if you prepare that it might take eight months to evict a tenant who hasn't paid any rent and that doesn't happen, then you benefit from that money you've put aside just in case that happens. A bad property investor will be overwhelmed and stressed by problems. And the next problem is another stress. And the next problem is another stress. Whereas stress is actually your brain trying to process everything that you've got going on all at the same time. Of course, that's going to be overwhelming. But a good property investor will not allow themselves to be overwhelmed. And they'll focus on the first thing first. They'll only do the first thing and everything else can wait. The first thing first and then move on to the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. Because one job done at 100% is better than 100 jobs done at 1%. A bad property investor wants all the profits, the free money. Profit is free money. They want the profits and they want the free money without any risk, without any stress, without any problems. A bad property investor wants it all for nothing. Whereas a good property investor understands I'm getting profit. I'm getting free money. With that comes a little bit more responsibility and liability that I have to deal with. Be anonymous. The best property investors in the world are anonymous landlords. That means they have everything outsourced, everything delegated, everything systemized and automated so that they don't have any involvement. I don't have any involvement with any of my properties ever. All of the people that are around me get on with their jobs. They've got their approval levels. They've got their responsibilities and they know what I want them to achieve. My mortgage advisor carries on the process of refinancing when it's ready and then just informs me. Sign here, please, Tom. My letting agents carry on with maintenance and repairs that need doing. They carry on with rent reviews and rent increases. They carry on with tenant evictions. They carry on with moving tenants in and moving tenants out. I don't need to know. All I've done is I've invested in an asset and I'm enjoying the profits. I am not going to sacrifice my time because there's no point making profit from property if you've got no time or energy or mental health, sanity to use it and enjoy it. Or if you're too stressed out and overwhelmed and pressured and annoyed to enjoy this profit that you've worked your socks off to get. So I would say to you all, if you want to be a good property investor, set your goal to being an anonymous landlord. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sone on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast. And remember, Being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.